Hi, today I'm here speaking with Jen from Gem, Gem Organics. How are you, Jen? I'm great, thanks. Thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Well, we've been, I think, I just, I tell you when I discovered Gem, actually, I was visiting with my friend Alex Malinsky in Chicago, and I think he was the person that introduced me to them, and I did this thing where I got trains across America, and first of all, it was really fun. I was getting trains from like New York to Chicago, Chicago to LA, and then after like a few, it started to get a lot. And there was one train journey where I just ate a whole jar of gem. <laughs> and that was my like introduction to gem, and I just totally, totally fell in love. And I think it took us a few years before we managed to get them into Europe, but I was so determined to get them over here because they're just on a whole, whole other level. I mean, in terms of everything we do, they really are just creme de la creme. So I'm really curious to hear about, you know, how you got started in the business and what your particular production methods are. Yeah. Well, um, thanks again. And we're, so it's, I love to hear you say it's creme de la creme because um, we started out as truffles. And so those centers in our truffles are what, you have in the jar so in a sense it's like nut butter ganache yeah. you know minus the chocolate because of how it's um produced and so we we, we moved from the nut the um gem truffles and which i the name came from that because it's like they were like my little gems and um they were all made in the idea. I'm a nutritionist, dietitian, and exercise physiologist by uh, education studies at university studies. And so I, and I loved studying functional medicine. And so when I worked for some different doctors, functional doctors, and doing functional nutrition, I really um, wanted to produce something that was really great for my clients and that, but was decadently wonderful because the thing about counseling people in nutrition and exercise and lifestyle is that they're a lot of times they think that their life has to suffer yeah. and um, be horrible <laughs> and, you know they always say you're gonna make me eat like a rabbit you know and I say no I'm gonna you're gonna eat truffles and so um, so these truffles came with a functional medicine um, purpose so then they, the truffles did great. They uh, were, were wonderful, successful. But for us to go up, you know, in producing more of those, we because we were doing bean to bar with those. So we ground everything. We did everything um, from the whole food so that we could be a part of every process. Um, so we, when we started growing... The, I started getting very disturbed about the amount of plastic and freezer packaging and styrofoam and all this stuff that we had to use in order to package it over, you know, outside of Oregon. And then I would hear things like, oh, well, you know, we got your truffle, but it was completely melted, you know. And so there was just so many problems to solve and many people have solved those problems and I really hats off to them but it was something that I just knew that um, that I was going to run into trouble about 
how to uh, ship it and everything like that. So we just used to joke, you know, I wish we could just put the gem in a jar. And um, we actually did it. <laughs> and, so, and it was wonderful that you knew Alex because Alex was very um, instrumental. He came to us when we were making truffles. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and so um, because we were doing the stone grinders, we were some of the first people to ever get these little machines from uh, India, mm. <laughs> use them to grind um, cacao and, you know, different stuff like that. We were kind of in the we, – we, my husband and my partner and our other partner, um, Nick, were very much uh, mad scientists and entrepreneurs, and – I kept my day job as long as I could as a nutritionist, and then I just um, came over to Gem five years ago full time as the CEO. Mm. So, um, so yeah. So each one of the flavors then uh, still carried their functional food aspects, which I just you know nobody really needs to know this because they're just delicious. Bottom line. But there is a lot of consciousness that was put into it. For example, the cinnamon maca is the one that we won the Good Food Award with. Mm, that one, yeah. So that one is everybody's favorite, and it um, is. I developed that one with our team because I wanted something for the stress to manage stress. I said so many of our uh, my clients and people, including myself, you know, we really have. We get the wired and tired. We get the adrenal fatigue, you know, a lot of stress. That even though we're exercising and eating well, you know, just life has a lot of stimulus that um, our adrenal adrenals are going full bore. And maca really helps with that. And almonds help really ground. And um, I just say it's, you know, it helps you feel alive and grounded, right? Which is, I think, a perfect balance mm. of a way to feel. But um, so then with our um, cashew cardamom, that one I was really wanting people to be able to have a calming digestive effect through the cardamom. And our superberry with the maki and the camu is my beauty butter. And that is really um, for its high antioxidant qualities and its recovery. You know, at the end of the day when you're, you have a lot of oxidative stress, happening in the body and you just can eat something like that a couple tablespoons it has it tastes and feels like chocolate but there's no theobromine in it to stimulate you so you don't have to worry about staying up and but it makes you feel really good so that's just an example and um you know the new products that we did we really heard the audience you know everybody's very conscientious about sugar which i'm very grateful for um and they wanted something with less sugar, so we did some savory tahinis, which is there's a curry and a garam masala. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and don't you still do the chocolate one? And then, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you for that. That's um, that's, that's a, a little flagship one because we, um, I always wanted to say that, you know, we wanted to give Nutella a little bit of a challenge. And... Um, so we did the chocolate hazelnut, and there's a lot of chocolate hazelnut um, alternatives out there now, which I'm so grateful for. There are some really good ones that are healthy alternatives that don't use the palm oil, and they don't use the refined sugar. And so what we're proud about our chocolate hazelnuts is that we use our Oregon hazelnuts, and that's where we're from. 
is Bend, Oregon. And so we get our hazelnuts from just around the corner. And it's really lovely because um, I may be biased, but I think China and Japan would agree with me because they're our number one <laughs> consumers. But they, the Oregon hazelnuts really are special. It's our number one cash crop. You so, reminded me now, actually, the first time I bought it, it was there's a co-op in Portland. Oh, yeah. That's where yeah. I bought it. And I was with, you know, Andrea Nakayama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was her. She was like, you have to buy this. This is the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless her heart. I love her. Yeah, she's an amazing functional yeah. nutritionist. Yeah. So do you really um, research your ingredients? Do you really work hard to source the very best nuts? and? Oh, yes. And- yeah, because when you use um, whole foods and you don't do much manipulation of them, and in fact, you like our sprouting of the nuts even enhances the flavors and, and the um, nutritional profile and any, you know, anything that might be in it, you're, you're making it even bigger. When you, when you, except for the phytic acid, of course, which we're getting rid of when we, when we sprout. But, um, so if you don't have something that tastes good, you know, it's going to not, it's going to be even worse once you sprout it is what I've noticed. So, um, with the nuts, it's really important for us. Uh, A lot of people ask us, you know, why we don't use the California almonds, which, you know, we would love to, they, they're they're a fantastic almond. They're a beautiful flavor, but um, there's so many. They've done this crop for such a long time, and they're mixed in, you know, with the the farms, you know, and the spray that they spray over with on, you know, big airplanes will drive by one farm, and we just, you know, I, I'm not trying to. I don't want to be negative, but we just have tested. Um, for pesticides, and we found that the Spanish almonds were the cleanest, yeah. and with the heavy metals as well. Yeah. So, and it's just, it's just, you know, it's just the way it is. What about cashews? Where do you get your cashews from? So our cashews come from Indonesia. We um, we have a couple different farms that help us with that that are co-ops because um, cashews have gone way up in price and. You know, I'm one of those people that I am happy when when my products go up in price I, because I love the farmer so much and I know that they're getting paid. Yeah. You know, we source from co-ops, so we know that that money's going to the farm. Yeah. You know, and of course it goes to the person that's helping us get, you know, get to that farm and the broker, but that broker does a lot of work, you know, to, to source from the right place. And so um, I know that you know you might know um, Tristan, yes. you know, and so he's who sources for us, you know, and he's a you know him, he's fantastic, yeah. you know. So it's like he, they, um, it's all about the, the team, yeah. you know, and and who you're working with, and then you, for me, I set my price based on what what I could make the product for. Mm-hmm. And that's, that has just, that puts us in the category that's a little bit outside of some people's ability to pay for it on a regular basis. But um, it's, it's so important for me to be able to honor everybody who is, you know, from my employees all the way to the farmer 
to the people in between. Yeah. They, everybody needs to be able to make a living doing something that's positive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us a bit about your production process? How long do you, do you actually sprout the nuts? Yeah, yeah. So the first thing we do is the product comes to us after being carefully selected and vetted, and it comes to us with our certificate of analysis. So it, we make sure that the farm has done a good job in testing the product. And then we have our organic certificate that um, has to come to us so that we're making sure that everything's uh, the, the quality and standard that we want before it even comes in the door. Once it comes in the door, then like the almonds or cashews or hazelnuts, they then go and we soak them in a water and with a little bit of salt in the water. And the salt just helps the pH and it helps so to eliminate uh, growth of any kind of microorganisms or anything. In the, and we also sprout in the refrigerator. So that also helps eliminate that um, growth. And that sprouting process uh, as you may know, but maybe some of the uh, people listening, that sprouting process gets de denatures or gets rid of the phytic acid that is considered, um, by definition, an anti-nutrient. Mm -hmm. And so that actually, the, why they call it that is because it literally will uh, take away minerals from your body, especially calcium. So a lot of people love eating uh, almonds, especially for the high calcium. But if you're eating just plain almonds that haven't been sprouted, you could be getting an actual diminishing return on that almond in the in the form of minerals. Mm -hmm. It of course would have other great macronutrients that and, and vitamin E and all that will still be there even if you're not sprouting it. But it's just that phytic acid is what bothers people's stomach sometimes. And and you know this isn't. Um, a new thing, Kate. This is something that when I was researching it, and um, it's been done, they have it in documentations in Chinese literature over 10,000 years ago wow. to, to sprout seeds, grains, and nuts. Wow. And it also is in the biblical text, like that was written over 2,000 years, so, so, so they say. So um, I think that there's some wisdom, you know, that has, is ancient wisdom, and it's because it really activates and makes it more digestible for the human to eat. Yeah, so once we, once we sprout them, then we dehydrate them, and we dehydrate them to get all the water out of it and to um, crisp them up a little bit, and, to, and that also acts as a slight kill step so that if there is any salmonella, any E. coli, listeria, all of that, that heating process will kill that on the outside of the um, this nut. And because we soaked it, it makes any of those um, pathogens vulnerable. So they, they, they feel relaxed with all that water. So they'll come out to the surface and then the heat will kill them. And in comparison, if you're roasting an almond or a cashew or a hazelnut, you're actually, the salmonella has become extremely intelligent and it forms a hard shell around it when it gets to a hot, mm. hot temperature. Mm. It will drive deeper into the core of the nut and it forms this hard temperature to protect it. So then when you eat it, it 
becomes um, activated. Wow. Yeah, so that we found all that out, you know, which um, just everything makes you smarter. So <laughs> I'm always learning. And um, so that was a really added bonus. Once it's dehydrated, um, we then stone grind it. And that's where we mix in our raw ingredients of the maca or the coconut sugar or the um, cinnamon, the curries, the chocolate. We just use raw chocolate. We don't use a chocolate mass. We don't ever use any chocolate powders. We, um, we want to be able to, we, when the grinding process actually gets it down to about a 20 micron, and that sounds like a fancy um, way to talk about extra, extra smooth. So when you have something, a particle broken down to that amount, what you're doing is you're getting a greater surface area of that particle on your tongue. So you actually are tasting more of that cardamom and more of that cinnamon, more of that cacao, you know. So it's kind of cool that way. So it's not the same as if you were to stick it through a metal grinder. You just wouldn't the same experience. Do you remember you grind for three days, is that right? Yeah, three days. Wow. Yeah. That's the yeah. longest of anyone that I've heard of. Yeah, so it's smooth, smooth, mm. smooth. Yeah. Mm. It is, for people that haven't tasted it, it's so hard to describe, but it is like, it's just this kind of blissful nectar, isn't it? Do you want to try and describe the... <laughs> I know, well that's where it's like I try to go with ganache, and I just want to be clear because I want to make sure that I'm, I haven't misinformed um, you. So from the beginning, from the sprouting process to the finish of the grinding process, it's four days. Uh -huh. So sprouting, the, the grinding itself is 24 hours, right. a little over that. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I that that's when you said three days, you meant the whole process. Right. <laughs> but um, but the, the so when you think about... Um, Tasting jam. I love the word nectar because I use that a lot. People will say it tastes like bliss, which um, it kind of puts a smile on your face. And and it's it's a little bit like your name, you know, it's a little bit of magic. <laughs> because I don't think you can, it's all, it's everything from the beginning of the farmer right. to the end of it going into that jar and all the love that went into it from all that point and intention and uh, good goodness, you're tasting that. And it's, yeah. I've had people that have just tried to mimic it by just stone, by just not even stone grinding, but just metal grinding cinnamon and maca and almonds and sugar. And it just doesn't taste the same yeah. at all. Yeah. So it really is an artisan um, labor of love. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure you've been to Olak, haven't you, in, in yeah. LA? And there he, Chef Ito, he tries to source all his food from California, from local organic California farmers. Yeah. And it's the same kind of experience because you can taste that everyone that's had a hand in making that product, he's such an amazing chef and everyone who works in his kitchen loves him so much. And you can just taste that all the farmers and all the people that had a hand in putting that food together, is there's such a, a good intention in it. It just really, um, it really elevates you, doesn't it? It does. I think that's a, that's a perfect word. I love that word because um, 
you know something's happening and you just can't put your uh, finger on it, but you can put your tongue on it. <laughs> but um, but it is, it's an elevate, it, it is. I love that, elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the biggest problem with gem, I think, is that it's so hard not to just eat it off the spoon, <laughs> which I'm sure you hear all the time. All so, the time, yeah. I mean, do you just say to people, yeah, just eat it off the spoon, that's fine. <laughs> say a spoonful of gem, you know, makes everything better. <laughs> so if you're, we literally, that's everybody in the office here, you know, we have this amazing Instagram and it, people share the bo- most amazing things that they do with gem. And when, but everybody in the office, it's a spoon and a jar of gem. <laughs> and then if they, you know, have a, a midday kind of crash or something, then it's just in goes the gem and you just start seeing the difference. So do you all just have a jar on your desk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two. <laughs> right which now, is, I'm looking at three. But um, which you know, is they, your everyone has their own functional food aspect. You see, <laughs> which is your favorite flavor? Well, right now, the superberry. Oh. The superberry in the summer is is absolutely um, my go-to, and um, and I, it really does. I. I get blissful with it. Like I really, I'm, I'm a hard sell, you know, <laughs> I've become, I've become kind of, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but I'm, I'm hard to please. Yeah. Discerning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm not easy to trick, you know, like I, my body is very intelligent and I feel uh, almost within, you know, five to 20 minutes, the direct effect of the food. Uh-huh. And um, whenever I have the superberry, and I don't know why the summer is different. The hazelnut is my go-to in the winter. Summer is the um, superberry. And then the fall, it's cinnamon maca. Okay. And then <laughs> cashew cardamom is whenever I feel a nervous stomach. <laughs> uh-huh. So... Um, but right, and I actually use the superberry butter when I'm at the end of the jar. There's some still left that I haven't been able to lick out of it, and so I will scoop it out with my hands when I'm cleaning out the jar to recycle. Uh-huh. And, and I create like this beautiful purple kind of pasty um, salve out of it, and I'll wash my hands and wash my face with it, and it makes my skin so soft wow. and yeah. I love it. Wow. So you make like a soap? Yep. It's like a soap it, and moisturizer and everything all at the same time because the, the oils from the almonds and yeah. um, kind of act as, as something that pulls the, the dirt, yeah. you know, but yet the, the antioxidants that are high in the um, maki berry helps to, you know, plump up the skin and give you give the skin what it needs and the vitamin C. I actually have been able to, uh, I have some, I'm very blonde and I have some 
sunspots on my skin, mm-hmm. and uh, they, but I've been able to get them to fade wow. with Camu. Yeah, wow. so I love that kind of stuff. Wow. Multi-use. <laughs> and do you have a favorite recipe if you are going to create a recipe? Say you're having people over for dinner and you're going to make a fancy dessert. Is there a favorite trick you yeah. like to do? Yes, I do. I mean, I there is a um, two things that I love more than anything, and one of them is the superberry butter on top of soft cheese. And we happen to have this uh, farmer here in Oregon that makes this amazing goat cheese. But um, you know, any soft cheese that can do, and I just pour it all over the top of the soft cheese, and then I serve it with. Um, pears and crackers yeah and I love that and then for um, a savory dish one of my favorite things right now is to barbecue corn corn on the cob and then I drizzle the curry um, Mm. over the top of that and then I sprinkle a little bit of um, feta on the top of it and it's very multicultural <laughs> but I love it when I was last in the states I was eating a lot of kite hill cheese have you had the kite hill oh yes it would go oh. really well with that wouldn't it so good so good oh I'm so happy you know about that cheese I it's, love it yeah it's on the same level as gem it's just like the level of artisan uh, what's the word like devotion <laughs> that's going to creating it it's like just yeah just unbelievable isn't it it is it is and that you know that's why I was kind of saying I'm I'm a little um picky because you know once you have food like that Mm. you know everything becomes you know food becomes such a a wonderful experience yeah yeah high standards let's say yeah there you go (laughs) I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, so are you working on anything new? Have you got any new projects coming up? Yes. So we are. We have decided to do just, um, we call it a pure line. And we're working with, so it's just going to be pure sprouted almond butter. But we're working with our, um, we're working with our, we have a, somebody in Oregon, and it's Jacobson Salt. And they are an artisan salt that uh, gets all their salts from our ocean here, but it's in this very protected um, part of the ocean. Yeah. So it's really beautiful, and we're working with them to make, like, to add salt to to it so that it has a little bit, um, salt brings out the sweetness in the almond. Mm. Sprouting kind of brings it out. So. Where it's going to be a a, mar- a beautiful marriage of two wonderful um, combinations, and we're just trying to get it just right, you know, because we're because you have to add the salt at a different time so that you can kind of get a little bit of that artisan crunch, you know. And so it's taking more time than I thought, but so we're doing that, and then we're also actually working with Alex, who you know, um, he's trying to make some gem buttercups out of the cinnamon maca. Oh. Yeah, so that will be his chocolate, and then we'll put our um, cinnamon maca in the middle, and magic. Yeah. 
with some. Yeah. We used to we used to put um, salt in our chocolate bars, but it was really interesting because we'd put the tiniest bit of salt, but it mm-hmm. would come through so so strongly. You'd have like just a pinch of salt in a batch of like fifty chocolate bars, and yet they would turn out so salty. It's really interesting, yeah. isn't it? Isn't that interesting? And so I'm glad you have that have had that experience, and you can really empathize with me when I thought it would be so easy to just mm. add a little salt to some almond butter, but it is, it, that balance is something and to have that consistently happening with every batch, you know, mm. so it's taking a little bit more R&D than I mm. expected, mm. but it'll be worth it. I'm it'll sure, I'm sure it will. Sure. <laughs> those be a little crunchy, so those will be a different texture, mm, so that we can have some crunchy crunchiness to it. Mm. So we're kind of excited about that. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Oh, well, that's so interesting, Jen. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks for, I know I, I get impassioned and can carry on, so I hope I was, um, didn't go overboard, but was no, just right. It's wonderful, and I just, I really recommend that if anyone hasn't treated themselves, and it's wonderful now because you do the little kind of sample jars. So yeah. So it's not out of anyone's budget, even if you just buy the little sample jar and eat it all in one go. <laughs> right, right. It's we film our, our baby counts. <laughs> uh, thank you. Oh, thank you, Kate.